0: Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. And he says, I'm going to worry about nothing, but pray about everything. Worry not, but pray about everything. Oh, oh, but the Lord is good, neh." <laughs> He is for, he's encouraging us further. He's encouraging you and I further. All right. On the line, I'm joined by Tabitha Dolaomo, and she is an adoptive mother and a professional businessman who uh, a woman, woman, woman (laughs) who (laughs) adopted and has a lot of insight from more, a more traditional African angle. And she'll be sharing with us her insights and story about adoption. I'm still trying to get hold of of uh, uh, our other queen, Elsbeth. You know, this load shedding, I hate load shedding with a passion. I hate it with all of me. (laughs) Hey, my queen, I'm trying to get hold of her and suddenly it gives me the ooh, ooh sound, you know? Yeah, and then when I I call again, it says the number that you've called and I'm like, I I just spoke to her. I just spoke to her. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: How are you, my queen?
1: I'm doing very well, what
0: an energy! Thank you so so much for having me. Mm-hmm. The Lord has woken mm-hmm. us up, my queen. So, boy, oh, yes. we we gonna worry about nothing. You know, yeah. No, no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, (laughs) but we're going to praise him about everything. Uh
0: Ah, we praise (laughs) him about everything. So I will keep trying uh, my other Yeah, I'll keep trying to talk to her and call her. But you are a mom who is... Okay, uh, Amber calls you an adoptive mom. I don't want to call you that. You're a mom. Period. (laughs) I am. You are your mom. Yeah, but (laughs) let me ask you about what made you decide that this time around... I am going to adopt, um and uh, yeah where where did that all come uh, come from
1: You know um, you know sometimes when you do things for other people um, and trying to make life better for other people, you mm-hmm. don't realize that you're starting a journey that will end up completely different, so my husband and I um, when we had just a little girl many, many years ago. We used to then um, sort of foster children from Limpopo from who, okay. who have done who have done the trick and need to get into varsity. And, of course, bringing them to Jobeck was a better chance for them, you know. And that's what we used to do then. We used to have lots of strangers in our house. At any given time, it was not just myself and my husband. I actually don't think we've had honeymoon years, but uh, because of these children that we would try and assist financially. And um, after a number of years, we then had our 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 little boy, mm-hmm. who is now 18 years old. And at the time, we felt, it, when he was two years, we felt, oh, you know what, maybe let's adopt mm. and legally do it and, um, um, and formally do it, you know. Mm, but mm. we did it through the government and it was not really uh, a pleasure, you know. It was not smooth at all at Eesh. that time. This is now 2007,
0: somewhere there. Already in and 2007, uh, things were not easy
1: things were not easy at I the time, um, and I think also for 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 me, I did not, I was not doing my research as much as I did this time around. You know, mm. and um, and we thought, ah, you know, what, let's just forget about this adoption thing. Let's just continue with life, and then we also tried to have another another child uh, biologically, and um, we couldn't. You know, naturally, we tried interventions. We did IVF. And after IVF, because it's such, it's also such a traumatic, um, traumatic um, journey, you know, mm-hmm. we felt, ah, we're not going to try one more time with IVF. Then again, the the uh, adoption um, conversation resurfaced, and which was also a pleasure. And of course, this time we are more matured, we have grown, mm-hmm. we've got other children that we're looking after. So uh, 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 the thinking was completely different the time around. We did our research and I remember his cousin saying, you know what, why don't you try a private agency to assist you with adoption? Mm. And uh, fortunately for us, they also help with counseling, mm-hmm. they help with the research. They also really have conversations that are so uncomfortable to have. My fears to say, hey, what if this child doesn't become an ideal child? And they were like, you know what, just like your biological child,
2: Mm. you never
1: know how the child is going to turn out. But because we are also wired, God has just given us this wiring thing from heaven to Mm. become mothers to even kids that we did not give birth to. So really that has been the journey, and we are grateful, and we don't regret anything and we are happy and the family is bigger
0: <laughs> how was the process this time around because you said in 2007 things were not smooth and you were adopting via government and so mm-hmm. now you you went private and how how was it yeah. now
1: i think my, we we were we were guided through and through we were supported through and through i felt like somebody's holding my hand i don't have to i, I don't have to fear you know and i felt safe I felt like I could say anything that I wanted to say. Somebody is out there. uh the social workers were really really, really helpful you know I, I I mean my fear was that what if his mother recognizes him at a mall? You know sure. what do I do? if she comes and approach or smashes him, what do I do and they're like she gave she gave up her rights. no, you know, you yeah. are now gonna be his mother. You are protected by the law, and she's very much away because she had to go through counseling. Giving up your child is not like a one-night decision. Mm, she had to mm, go through counseling. Mm. She had to be supported, um, and we just believe that doing things legally also really, really helps because you know your rights. So right. there is nobody that is going to take my child at a mall.
0: Yeah. There is nobody
1: that is <laughs> going <laughs> to knock on my door and take my child okay. because... I am legally his
0: mother. And let's also welcome our other beautiful Queen Elsbeth Conradi, a social worker from ABBA Adoptions. My Queen, how are you? I'm doing amazingly. How are you doing? I'm good and excited to be talking to both of you because we are learning something today uh, that we shy away from talking about it, especially in our black communities. And so I'm so glad to also have Tabitha talking to us because um, we can identify really like, okay, so she's the one we can ask questions. And so it's so exciting (laughs) to be talking to both of you. And um, let me ask about the trends. I understand that in South Africa, we are the lowest when it comes to adoption. Is there a reason why, maybe as research is made, to find out why in South Africa, um, adoption is so low?
3: I think the reality in South Africa is that that people do get a negative sense or a misconception when it comes to adoption. So unfortunately, the, the negative stories about adoption sometimes are way more than the positive stories. Not because it is more, but because it's being spread more. And I think people, adoptive parents um, need to realize, prospective adoptive parents need to realize that it, and, and I'm sure Tabitha will, will um, agree with me, it's not an easy process. It is a long process.
2: Mm. But it's definitely,
3: mm. we are talking about the permanent placement of a child in your family. Mm. So it has mm. to be sorrow. We need to make sure we did everything we could to deserve the family to keep the baby or the child with the family and only if that's not possible, then we look at the option of adoption. So um, yeah. I think sometimes people really want to help and they want to come forward and mm-hmm. be adoptive parents but I think the important thing is people need to be realistic that this is not a simple process.
2: Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's
3: definitely worthwhile if I'm also listening to Tabitha's story but it's definitely not an easy an easy
0: process. It's not an easy process. What goes into this process, um, Elzbeth?
3: Okay. The most important thing is that, that, let's talk about prospective adoptive parents, is that they need to know that the first parents get thorough counseling. So we are talking about option counseling, where we look at what is the different placement options for your baby.
2: Okay. And
3: only if, If adoption is an option, if none of the other temporary um, alternative care placements are possible, then we look at the option of adoption and we explain the whole adoption process and the biological parents are involved in making this adoption plan.
2: Mm, On the other mm, hand,
3: mm. with adoptive parents, Mm. um, they get screened, they, in the end, we need to make sure that we are placing baby within a safe environment where he or she is going to be loved unconditionally Mm. and this is going to be his or her family forever. Mm,
0: mm. And then what if the child is in the orphanage? What's the process then? No biological parent, no relatives, nothing.
3: Yes, yes. So then we talk about, like you say, orphaned or abandoned children. So there's certain legal steps that we can take to ensure that this child becomes available for adoption. So if, as social workers, we can prove that we try to look for biological family, we um, followed up every possible lead that we could have on this, whether it's orphaned or abandoned child, if we can prove that to a court through some legal system, then this child must be made available for adoption. And that's what the Children's Act said. Not may be made available, but must be made available. Because it's not ideal for a child to grow up in an institution. A child belongs in a family. He needs to have have parents. He needs to have their surname. A child belongs in a family and not in an institution.
0: And you also mentioned some negative things that, or beliefs that are there. <laughs> yes. Let me, I want to come to you first and then come go to Tabitha. Yes. What are some of these that have been identified um, that cause adoption in South Africa to be so low, these mm-hmm. negative assumptions and beliefs? Yeah.
3: Um, I think, unfortunately, like in most practices, there's uh-huh. also unethical practices. Um, when it comes to adoption in terms of how adoptions are being done. Uh, because the the, the act are, are quite strict and our norms and standards are quite strict in terms of when is a child adoptable, when is adoptive parents screened, when is um, this the best option for a child. And I think this does not always necessarily happen and a child may be placed preamply with adoptive parents who are not ready, who are not screened,
1: mm-hmm. also
3: not realistic about this process mm-hmm. and also on the other hand biological parents that might not have been counseled in the correct way and then coming forward and saying that no one told me this is how it's going to be
2: mm-hmm. and
3: when it comes to the adoptive child, to the adoptee um, we need to train our, we need to teach our adoptive parents like all parents that An adoptive child needs to know his story. That's the whole conversation for another day. But an adoptive child needs to know his story. And I think I know Tabitha will agree with me because of Mm. her process. And he needs to grow up with this normality of, this is how I became part of this family, Mm
2: -hmm. but it's normal.
3: And if this does not happen and a child finds out from another family member when he's Mm. 13, 14, 15... It is devastating for a child mm. and I think sometimes and then you feel like my whole life was a lie. Yes. So then mm. this is a very negative concept. Then it's easy to say sometimes but it's because he's adopted or she's adopted that he or she's not acting out. But not looking at the background of where does mm. this acting out or trauma or loss come from.
0: Mm. Tabitha, your experience with these narrative assumptions, did you experience some of these?
1: Um, no, not personally, uh, to be honest with you. And I think for me, my, 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 my journey has been transparent throughout. I mean, um, I involved family, I involved my friends, those who are close yeah. to me to say, look guys, we are trying to have another baby, but this is not working, this is not working, therefore we are trying this alternative of adoption. So the the, the, the term adoption has been in my family mm-hmm. since the beginning of my journey and um and and for me it's like I really don't care what people think about me, whether they think that oh she couldn't have more biological children mm-hmm. you, know, you know how it is in our communities to say oh when is another
0: one coming when mm-hmm. is another one mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. and they're never satisfied they are nev- and they are and when never you have satisfied. many they also complain <laughs> yes
1: and and i think we we have been, we have been brought up in in, in the black communities to um. say that you know, as a woman this is a journey that you're supposed to travel, mm. you know. You mm. grow up, you go to school, you get married, you have children and you, you keep popping them, you know. But unfortunately for me, or fortunately, I couldn't pop them as much as I wanted, you know. And and unfortunately other people don't take those kind of comments very, very well like I did, you know. Mm. Um and in black community communities they will always tease the child and say Oh, you know, you know, you're not from this family. That's, that's not your father,
0: that's not your that's mom, that's not your
1: dad, you know, um, that's why you've got a big head and etc. But for me, because of the of the counseling that I've gone through, I am then able to protect my child, beginning with having these conversations with him from as early as possible. We started having that conversation with him at three years. You know, mm-hmm. So the, the adoption term to him is not strange, it's not shocking, it's not traumatizing. And I think as black people, really, really, we need to, to change the way we talk to each other mm. and be sensitive as well. Um, some, some women don't want to adopt. They still want to try mm. and have children biologically simply because of the pressure that we get from our own families, from our in-laws. So, those are the negative
0: things that other people experience. But I was fortunate because they were hitting. Yeah, yeah. You were ready for these. You were ready for this. You cannot satisfy the public. You have, they say it's too much. You don't have, they complain. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Now, Elizabeth, what about the extended family members? I hear uh, Tabitha went for counseling. And. The extended family members, do we involve them in any counselling of any sort? Because as I'm listening to Tabitha speak, some of the aunts, some of the uncles are the ones that are going to cause problems in the family to say, "Yeah, we're now you're not the child, you know, you don't belong in this family. Um, so do we also cancel our extended families? Um,
3: yeah, when when the adoptive or prospective adoptive students are screened. We that is definitely a discussion we have with them okay. because a child is not being adopted just by a mom and dad or by a mom or a dad or uh, they are adopted by a, a family, family, yes. by a community, yes. by a society. So in the end, yeah. we need to we need to involve and. And, and this will be done at the later stage and we encourage our adoptive parents to involve the extended family. And yeah. we also prepare them, like Tabitha says, that there is going to be your people who does not have the understanding or the knowledge about these matters who will have negative comments. But in the end, take what you, take the positive. And surround yourself with positive people and with your mm. support system mm. who 's going to help you raise this child
0: now David, yes. as a Christian as well, how did you deal with cultural issues because I remember one father that I know mm. and he 's now he has passed on to be with the lord um, this this mm. uh, this person 's father used to say. No, you can't have an adopted child. This child will look mm. to the east and cry looking at the east, crying for <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, means, Because the blood is coiling her. <laughs> you yeah, won't be able to means, deal with this child. So for you, yeah. dealing with cultural issues and bringing Christ in the whole thing, how, how, mm. did, you, how did you work on that? <laughs> uh, for for me, um, I grew up in the
1: Seventh-day Adventist. Yes. Um, Religion, my dad was a pastor, mm. and we don't we don't so much think about culture and mm. yet mm. my husband um grew up in an anglican church mm. um his grandfather was a pastor so it it was not so much um um a stumbling block for him yeah. because he does think, he did think about culture but fortunately his mom was still around at the time and she then schooled him to say, Look, once you adopt a child, the child is, is completely yours. If mm-hmm. if it's culture that you need to teach him, then teach him the culture. You know, and um it doesn't mean that the child needs to be biologically yours to be culturally inclined. But for us it was it was it was not a stumbling block. He he had his own fears about culture mm. to say that I hey, no, maybe maybe it's not gonna belong, maybe it's not gonna be accepted and um, mm. we 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 had we had a stronghold of, of Christianity um um to pick us up you know his mom and my dad you know Mm -hmm. and uh my dad my dad we from my side of the family we do not even touch culture thing because
0: wow that's awesome we don't
1: know much we don't know much about the culture um uh what do you call it the culture stuff you know Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we've 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 grown up and uh, Uh, christianity christian values and and teachings
0: yeah but i could not Um, ignore
1: him i could not ignore his feelings i could not ignore his Mm. fears which is part of the support and counseling that then the extended family needs to then have a conversation um uh, around the table you know Mm. but Mm. fortunately it did not stop us from from having our our son
0: Wow. Um, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, we, we proceed here henceforth. I'm, I'm reminded of the book of Ephesians one, verse four that says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his side. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his <laughs> sons through Jesus Christ. So we are in the kingdom of adoption ourselves. Um, and so we are the ones as Christians who should be more mm. understanding when it comes to adoption because we have been adopted through Christ. I, okay, I'm just going to just pause it there. Give you time to just reflect and think about it. We're coming back. In the background, uh, the sounds of uh, Travis Green intentional 26 minutes it is just after 10 on 657 a.m radio pulpit your daily companion we are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope faith and love
1: 6:57
4: a.m. Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit. Well,
0: there's a time to search and a time to give up, a time to reap and a time to sow. Radio Pulpit wishes to be there at all times, even when you just need prayer.
3: Send us your prayer requests by calling 067-429-7564
0: or email it to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za
2: The
1: words of the Lord are words of life. Your heart is on 657 AM.
0: Travis Green, God is intentional. He allows things to come our way. And in the middle of it all, he shows himself strong as God. Zibanda ganye naati e kukukule impilo zabandu radio pulpit 657 AM. And I'm sure the children of Israel were so frightened and were so scared because the Red Sea in front of them, the Egyptians behind them, everybody didn't know what God was going to do. So that was intentional. And everybody knew that it couldn't have been anyone else but God who did that. And he opened the Red Sea. May he open your Red Sea today. He's intentional with everything. The enemy will throw at you. And he would think that you are down and out in that very same situation. God is going to be intentional about it. He's going to use it for his glory and wait and see. Just wait and see Just wait and see the power of the Lord Jesus Christ Family, we're talking adoption I'm not alone I'm with some beautiful queens with me I'm talking to social worker Elsbeth Conradi from ABBA And uh, I'm also with adoptive mom And I said to her To me, your mom You're just mom <laughs> You're not adoptive mom at all No, I don't see that She's mom And a businesswoman Tavita And family, you can be part of our discussion The lines are open for you on 12 1, three two two is zero one two three three four one three two two and oh eight two six five seven two seven two nine is our uh, whatsapp and telegram line our sms line three seven eight seven one three seven eight seven one i'm reminded and i know one of my moms um may dr iva siobi loves the scripture a lot that is psalm 68 verses five that says a father to the fatherless a defender to the Um, Mm -hmm. widows and it continues to say is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. I This is if if we want any anything that's in the scripture about adoption. I think there's so many verses that talk about adoption right there in the scriptures. It says God sets the lonely in families, and in Romans eight fifteen it says, "For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry." Abba Father. Today we have the right to be called his sons. We can call him Abba Father. And we because of uh, being adopted into Christ. So this is some mm-hmm. concept that we need to understand more than everybody else in the in the in Christian Dom. Now uh, Elspeth Geroline Samantha Turnbull is asking a question. Yeah. And she says, Shalom, dearest. Um can you tell me? Is it possible for a single person to adopt a child? Is it possible, Elizabeth?
3: Yes, it is definitely possible. So if we look at our world today, we have different families. So 100 years ago, a family was a mom, a dad and children. But mm. today we, we, we look at different families. So mm. I think when it comes to, to single parents, the question that the social worker is going to ask is who is your support system? Because mm. raising a child it's is hard work, and you need a support system. But definitely, a single parent is eligible
0: to adopt. A single parent is eligible to adopt, mm, eligible to adopt. Yes. and I believe that they go through the same process yes. like other parents. Yes. Definitely. All right. Why is it so hard to adopt adult? Uh, okay, they're not adult. Um. Um. What word should I use? <laughs> Uh, children are who are a little teenagers. bit older. Yeah, older. children who are older. You know, 12, 12 13, 14. No. Why is it so hard? Let me ask Tabitha first. Would it would it have <laughs> been easy for you to adopt a teenager? Oh,
1: not at all. Um, it, it, it was one of my fears. Um, I was scared that I'm not going to be able to groom the child and I'm not gonna be able to integrate the child based on our family values. Okay. And I felt that that they, when they are older, they are exposed to to life a lot more than when they are much younger. So I wanted to start from scratch. I wanted to start. From Teach beginning. them life yourself.
0: Wanted, yes. Yes. Okay, and, instill and, and, instill and, and, the values went, and everything else from scratch. Me. Okay,
1: and remember that I've
0: got two two elder ones. So
2: oh yeah,
1: um, and and wh- while we were going through counselling, it was confirmed that you know what this one mm. needs to be the last born. You know, it's also important where you place the adopted child with the, with the siblings. Um, but for me, they said it might work to have this one as. Our last born, um, mm-hmm. and it has mm-hmm. integrated very, very well.
0: Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. So, so on the same question, I think what is what is important to know is that an older child, as Tabitha said, had more exposure, and the type of exposure that that child has been through will mm-hmm. depend on if this is going to be a successful adoption or not. So when it comes to older children, and then I'm even saying two, three years, two, three, four, like small older children, mm. that child needs to be emotionally ready for adoption, which means mm. he needs to, he or she needs to be assessed by a psychologist.
0: Needs to Can, wait, by wait, 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 one, wait, Elsbeth. Can a mother decide when the child is four or five, I want to put them up for adoption?
3: Um, it does not happen often because okay. usually
2: uh have already that bonded time, there's a, su-
3: there's a support mm. system from family. Okay. Um so it doesn't happen often but it has happened in the past. Um or if when a child was only referred to us by child an, an mm. and youth care centre or an institution mm. when the child was four or five or six years old. Mm. Um so it's definitely more challenging and there's a lot of more intense therapy and counseling that needs to go in there. Both and sides. The extra, yes, both sides. Extra yeah. preparation yeah. for adoptive parents because it can, it's definitely more challenging than adopting a newborn or a small baby.
0: Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, we never think about these things. you just yeah. thinking and I think some of the um, myths that are there and some of these beliefs that are there came to people who had to deal with grown children. And now they find the child has has adopted certain cultures, certain ways of Mm. uh, of life, and now you want to start a new thing. And yeah, and tilting that ground is going to be really (laughs) hard. It's not just going to be um, an easy an easy one. Um, okay, a family member says, what about when you adopt a child first before you have any other children? Would you be able to love them the same way you will love your children after you give birth? Elsbeth?
3: I definitely believe so. I think in the end it's about, and yeah, Tabitha will, will be able to answer that yes. as well, is that that this child, it whether it's been born from you or whether it's been placed with you through adoption, it is your child. And if adoptive mm. parents are realistic, if they are open, they love this child unconditionally. Mm. And I yes. think you will agree with me that even biological parents ask, will I love my second child or my third child the same <laughs> as my first one? So it doesn't mm. really have to do with, with the adoption. It has to do with, with a question that we as parents ask, no matter how we we became parents, mm-hmm. is it, am I going to do the same for my second or third born? Um, so it's definitely possible. So you'll hear every parent say, I love them exactly the same, mm-hmm. um, mm. no matter how many children in my family.
0: Mm, Tabitha, you, went to, you said mm at some point.
1: <laughs> yes, my queen. And, and and I'm I'm saying mm because we are so in love with this child, mm. and um, it's it, it's just amazing. And and I think at some point I'm like, you know what, this is so spiritual, and and we thank God for such intervention. You know, to be able to not look at him differently. You know, and for some reason, he looks like my father. He mm-hmm. looks like my late father. And now, if you look at my brother's uh, uh, pictures and look at him, my firstborn brother, mm. you would actually think that, wow, this child is from, um, from 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 the womb. You know, and wow. the only explanation I have is that then God just aligns the path, you know, and and opens up the doors for things to happen the way they're supposed to happen and so that we can tell a success story. So Mm -hmm. for me, it worked out so, so well. And there's no other explanation but to say that, you know what? God intervened and it's God's timing. Okay.
0: Another question. Why would a child then later on desire to find their own parents? Elsbeth, then Tabitha? Um, The, the,
3: I think what's important to understand is even though this child has now been adopted and grew up in a a certain family, within my adoptive family, Mm. he or she she is still connected to this first Mm. family or biological family. This connection Mm. is going to be there forever, the emotional connection. Mm. Whether they've met when the baby was born, whether they were Contact through social workers during the time that the child grew up. There will always be a connection, and I think mm. that a child, no matter, and it's no reflection on the adoptive family or adoptive parents, mm. but I think a child will always have this need to meet, to see, to mm. to spend time with this first family, um, and mm. maybe understand what the circumstances is mm. or were yeah. at that stage.
0: Okay. Tavita, you wanted to add. So through
1: my process, um, it, it was one of the things that I was concerned about to say. Oh, what if one day he wakes up and says,
0: uh, "I want my mom." Mommy,
1: I want my mom. You know, um, but we're gonna go through counselling um, when he decides to do that. Okay. So I'm on a closed. I'm on a closed adoption, yeah. and that means that the biological mother doesn't have access. Doesn't doesn't have access until he is 18 years old and until he decides that actually i do want to see my, my my biological family and it will be supervised as well we will go through counseling hmm. because i know i'm going to be traumatized you know hmm. and i might feel rejection but i was i was um i was told that look chances of this child going back to the biological family are are small because when when he opened his eyes, mm. he, he knows me, he knows our family, <laughs> but he he still has the sense to say, oh, I actually just want to know where I come from. I want to know if, if my, my nose does not look like my mom's nose and my dad's nose. <laughs> I just want to know where my nose comes from. Mm. But it's just for him to get that sense of belonging. And, 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 and it is a, an emotional connection, whether I like it or not. But for me, I know I'm going to receive the necessary support mm-hmm. to be able to go into that chapter with him. And I know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, uh, give him the support that he needs because of the bond that we have. You know, it's, for me, it's like him... Um, saying nanny my tell you so
2: mm-hmm. i
1: then need to say okay let's go to the doctor and let's see what's wrong with you i can't ignore such things mm. and if it's something that he wants to do then i need to be supportive and i know i'm gonna need help yeah it gives me anxiety to to think about oh my goodness he's growing up this is going to happen these are the conversations and the conversations are changing the other day um in the week of the 9th of november yeah. he says to me mommy he's 7 years old. He says I yeah. want to tell my classmates about my adoption journey. Wow. And to me it's like he is interpreting this whole thing in his own way. Mm. And I need to let him be. And he recited the the, the 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 speech with me and the teachers recorded him. They shared it with me. So it it, it really is part of our life now. We then need to be conscious. We then need to be able to, we are ready for him to ask us any question.
0: Mm, sure. That is like yes. really awesome. Um, Tabitha spoke about a closed adoption. Um, Elizabeth, can you just explain the types that are there? And closed, yes. she explained a little bit. If you want to add, you can add and, and tell us about the other types that are there.
3: Yes. So we talk about a non-disclosed adoption and a disclosed adoption. So, a non-disclosed adoption is your traditional closed adoption, where the identifying details of the biological parents and the adoptive parents are not known to each other.
2: Okay.
3: So, as as Tabitha said, there is not necessarily any contact, physical contact. Um, the biological family will not know where the adoptive parents stay. So. So, yeah, that is your traditional closed or non-disclosed adoption. And when we talk about disclosed adoption, it is where the adoptive parents and the biological parents are known to each other, like in in the case of a foster care that goes over to adoption or a family member adopting a child from the family or, um, yeah, just people people knowing each other and adopting this child, which means there's a big possibility that there will be contact mm. between
0: the child and the biological parents through his growing up years. Yeah. Tomita, you are in an non um, adoption. Aren't you also concerned about when the mother... Because now we spoke about the child saying, I want my mom. What about oh. if the mother or the father of the child decides, I'm going to look for my child? Um, we have seen programs on TV where people, yeah, and or their siblings are like, we are looking mm. for this. And then they see him on Facebook, on Instagram, mm. on TikTok, and they make contact. I think you're my brother. Aren't you yeah. concerned about that?
1: I used to be uh, before he came home, actually. But this, this is the support that I got from the social workers to say, should anything um, happen that traumatizes you or that disturbs
0: okay come for counselling
1: come for counselling come to us let's talk about it and let's go through you know um all the processes that needs to take place and even 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 the birth mother can't come straight to me. But yes you are right social media is out there and I know I'm not hiding my child. Somebody's gonna see him, somebody's gonna think, hmm, this nose looks like mine. Um, but should anything like that happen, I know I've got the, the agency that can then um, um, come into, in, in, into play and be able to guide us. Because for me, I'm not going to respond to anyone on Facebook mm. to say, no, this is my child. Daddy no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to entertain other people. But I also need to protect him. And I need to protect, which is why I went for close adoption, because I don't want people disrupting our lives, you know, but things happen, things change. Mm -hmm. And I know that the social workers will be there to hold my hand and um, go through um, that phase.
0: You know, we we think about adoption as going to the shop and looking at that pair of (laughs) shoes and you're like, I want that pink one. Tabita is laughing. Because I went through this. They said, no, this is not a shopping spree. It's
1: not a shopping spree.
0: (laughs) So it's not a shopping spree. (laughs) No, it's not. Okay. So how is it? So it's an intense process, I guess because they say it's not a shopping spree you go through a lot which affects your emotions you mentally uh, and otherwise as well
1: yeah yeah no definitely i mean for me i met my son three days before we brought him home and uh throughout my life uh, i'm very much involved with the youth at church we then used to do outreach programs to visit visit orphanage homes and I knew when I started my my, my journey that I, I won't be okay bonding with a child, and that child is not mine. And then I I, 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 one day I'm gonna have to walk away from that child. Yeah. So for me it was gonna be very traumatizing. Mm. Therefore, it worked out well that I met him three days before we brought him home, uh, and I knew this is it. Um. And nobody, nobody's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> nobody is divorcing. Um, yeah. And it was explained to me that we don't want you to bond with a child mm. before before the child can be adopted, number one. Number two, before we finish mm. doing all the assessments and the screening. Because uh, that removal then becomes traumatizing. Okay. Hence, also for me, fostering was not an option because I I I, I don't want that disrup- disruption. I, do, I would not want the child to be removed.
0: Okay. From, from, from after we've gone. Okay, I I would want yeah. I, I would want Elsbeth to quickly run through the reasons why we would have a non-disclosure and a disclosure one. Um, but before you do that, maybe after answering this, you can quickly say that because your time is so quick, and I'm just <laughs> learning a lot and enjoying your company, and I'm hoping that we the family is also doing the same at re, um at home there as they are listening to us. A family member says, "I am rearing my grandson. I want to adopt." him, but I was told because his dad is living on the premises it's not possible. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I then applied to the courts for primary residence and parental care for him and it was granted to me, but would still love to adopt him. I was told that if my son was deceased uh, diseased, yeah, deceased, um, it wasn't going to be an issue. This little boy, my grandson, is such a joy. He mm. is like my child, and everybody loves him. The Lord has blessed me. Not one day can I say he didn't or doesn't mm. have. Uh, he is a blessing, naughty but lovely, stubborn but yeah. loving, and he is <laughs> and he knows what he wants. He's four, will be five in the next four months. I I thank God for still giving me strength daily and for all the support from my family. I thought I just wanted to share and to encourage Uh others. Elizabeth, I don't know if you want to say something to Granny here and also uh, quickly respond to my uh, questions earlier.
3: Yeah, I think it's beautiful and I'm so happy that we have a positive story to share. So I'm so happy. I think she did the right thing. And in the end... I know that there's unconditional love, and I know that there's commitment, um, and that's really special to hear that story. Um, coming back to to what you asked, um, in terms of why why would it be non-disclosed or disclosed? so I think the important thing when we look at an, a disclose, so where the where the information is available or where there's contact we we will we will encourage uh, adoption like that when there's already a relationship uh, between the biological parents and the, the the adoptee or the biological child because we don't want to take away that relationship when we say a non-disclosed adoption it means that the primary caregiver and the first person or the in, the, the the primary person that the baby or the child's going to bond with that is going to be the the adoptive parents mm. and I think the sad thing sometimes when we look at foster care is children get confused they yeah. don't know where they belong do yeah. I belong with my foster family do I belong with my biological mm. family where do I fit in and that is why non-disclosed adoptions is a good option when there's no um, relationship already between okay. the biological parents and the child
0: all right enclosure Elsbeth. what would you say to our radio pulpit family
3: yeah. You chose the, the the word that I wanted to use Roman Romans eighteen, but yes. it's, uh, <laughs> Romans eight verse fifteen. It's beautiful. And I think what it means to me is that when I looked at what adoption means in the Oxford dictionary it says choose to take up. So God mm. chose to take us on as his children, but it always also comes back to unconditional love and forever. That's the two words that stand out for me when it comes to adoption. And I think when adopted parents consider to adopt, have those two words in mind, Mm -hmm. unconditional love and forever. Mm -hmm. Because that is for me the essence of adoption.
0: Wow. Tabitha, my queen.
1: (laughs) I think adoption is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It has made me happy. And it's a lovely alternative. Um because we are a loving um a people, let's do adoption. Let's give a child a chance that they would probably would have never had in a in an orphan at home. And uh there's more children out there to adopt. If you can't have a child biologically, yeah there is an 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 mm. alternative and it's a beautiful, beautiful journey.
0: Wow. Elsbeth, for us who would like to have a journey with ABBA, would like to find out more about adoption and would like to adopt ourselves and need advice, how do we get hold of you guys?
3: Okay, so you can go onto our website, which is www.abbaadoptions.co.za, and then I'm going to give you the phone number for our Cape Town office. Mm -hmm. It's 21 949 9321 and for our Twane office it's 012 342 mm-hmm. 6145 and you can just just send your question or ask your question and they will definitely someone who will be able to help you or refer you to where you, you need to go so
0: it's ABBA at, uh, it's what? W- www. Yes. ABBA adoption mm-hmm. ABBA adoption
3: dot mm-hmm. za And there's a lot of information and a lot of um, questions and answers also on the website um, for people who are unsure if this is what they want to do.
0: My queens, thank you so much for talking to us and, you know, educating us on these today, opening our eyes and even challenging us on that. I was Mm -hmm. listening to, at some point, that um, Tabitha and you, Elizabeth, you were talking and Mm -hmm. I was thinking, hey, Moses was adopted. And we love the story of Moses. (laughs) And he turned out good. (laughs) So thank you so much for um, raising awareness on these. And yes, South Africa, let's go out there and show love to our children. May God bless you, my queens. Have a blessed one. Thank you, you so too. much Thank you Bye Bye-bye. Bye And family I'm signing out Next up is Germany Yanni Belsa with Perspective I hope that you'll enjoy um, uh, the show And also afterwards you will also have um, Ayanda Neneba coming through with Heart to Heart today So enjoy the rest of our shows We love you so much May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ The love of God And the sweet fellowship of our Lord Holy Spirit Rest and abide with you now and forevermore In Jesus mighty name Amen and amen. I'm going to leave you with the sounds of Dr. Tumi, love on the cross, reminding us that he loved us to a point that he went to a cross for us. He adopted us through Christ. Let us also show the same love to our South African
1: children.
4: Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. It's good for you as our listener to know about Radio Pulpit's activities. Or do you need advice in an area of your life? Then why don't you log on to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Here you can talk to us, listen to us via live audio streaming, and there is also other reading material for the soul. What are you waiting for? Visit the Radio Pulpit website right now. www.radiopulpit.co.za Radio Pulpit, your daily companion.
1: You and 657 AM and life. A winning team on the road to eternity.